Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. This is Utah Weekly Forum, a public affairs show dedicated to learning more about the issues affecting our lives and health and exploring the resources available in our diverse communities to help. Here's your host, Rebecca Cressman. I'm very excited today to bring in our guests. One is returning as the chair of the Golf Classic, a tournament that is under the umbrella of Five for the Fight from Qualtrics as we're raising money for cancer research. And what we're doing is just extraordinary. Guy Roche is the chair of the event. Guy, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Such Great a, to be here. Such a pleasure to bring you right back in. Joining us today, too, is Lori Morenci Kuhn. She's the executive director of Five for the Fight and head of social impact for Qualtrics. Lori, thanks for coming in. Thank you. Such a pleasure. All right. I will admit this right off the top. People know that I've been open about my cancer journey. And in my cancer journey, I have met extraordinary people trying to make a difference in the lives of people who will be diagnosed with cancer in the future, those who are currently diagnosed and learning from previous patients. And so we refer to Guy Roche as one of the heroes Mm -hmm. of behind the scenes because over the last number of years, Guy has helped to raise over a million dollars for Huntsman Cancer Research. And then I look over at Lori and I realize she, for many, many years, was devoted to helping fund the cancer research at Huntsman. Right, Lori? Yes, it's been an honor, honestly. So talk to us a little bit about the whole goal for Five for the Fight, this golf tourney. We're going to talk about that coming up in just a a, a day or two. So, Lori, tell us more about the origination of Five for the Fight. Mm -hmm. Yes, and just first of all, thank you for having us and just your work and your um, just being an, a patient ambassador, it, it's, it means a huge amount and, and people really connect with you and we're just so grateful for your advocacy. Thank you. So I'm so happy that you're doing so great. So, um, and that's really due in some part to research and, and the care that you received was um, hopefully improved by folks, men and women, brave men and women who are fighting this disease in, in the laboratory and learning through cl- clinical tar- trials and things like that. So Five for the Fight started really with this vision of um, the Qualtrics founders. So the Qualtrics, if people aren't familiar, Ryan Smith, who now owns the jazz and people kind of have heard of, um, his father, Scott Smith, was diagnosed with cancer. And Ryan at the time was at an internship and came home and the family really rallied around their father. And just like what happened with you and what happened with um, Guy's wife, Josie, Josie mm-hmm. and my mom, um, you know, it's it time stops and everything sort of falls away. And there's just a focus on this person. And priorities are reset. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how do we focus on um, supporting our dad? And so they really helped him um, through his care and. He ended up doing really well and was part of a clinical trial at Huntsman. And um, But there was this time where it was like, okay, how much time do we really have with him? And so um, 
they spent a ton of time together, father and son, and they tinkered. Instead of tinkering on a car, they built this tech company called Qualtrics in their in their basement. Talk about tinkering, right? Yes. That was an amazing tinker. <laughs> so right. it started in a in a basement, and and so that they decided that if this ever became anything, that they would that cancer research would be their cause. And so when we connected um, after their dad was doing well, I remember touring them through the. Um, the research labs. And, you know, when you're a patient, you're not necessarily seeing the labs. And so they saw what it took, what was fueling this treatment. And they said, we want to be a part of this. And they didn't know what shape it would take, but it eventually manifested into this vision of we want to invite everyone to do something like Qualtrics. We want to do something as a company, but we also want to create a movement and invite people to to give $5 for the fight against cancer. In other words, bite size. It's something all of us have the ability to give five bucks. Totally. And so that's really how Five for the Fight started. And it does have a little bit of its roots in sports because um, the way that we really took this cause to the market, so to speak, or to the people was through the patch on the Utah Jazz jersey. So Qualtrics generously donated the sponsorship of the patch. You know, that was a... Um, a new initiative with the NBA and no one had really thought to do a cause on it. And so leave it to Utah to do to do it that way and to bring philanthropy into this sort of business sponsorship um, initiative. And so Qualtrics said, what if we, instead of putting Qualtrics on the jersey, what if we put Five for the Fight on the jersey and we became the first cause marketing um, patch, jersey patch sponsorship in all of professional North American sports. So super Big splash to start with. We ended up getting 13 times the the media of other, you know, corporate sponsors. And, and that was and where we, we all really felt launched. like we were part of it. Right. I mean, when exactly. you were launching it at, at the Utah Jazz yeah. Games, um, even if I'm just watching it on television, right. it really connected. And during my radiation treatment, mm-hmm. I met a little boy who um, had advanced brain cancer. Mm-hmm. And I watched what an impact it was on him and Wyatt and his family oh, yes. as they were enveloped by right. the fight for the fight and the jazz players. Mm-hmm. And it buoyed uh, that beautiful boy's heart and family. And the family yes. still goes to the Utah Jazz yes. games. Now it's going to stop they because do. of They're that kind incredible. of connection. Yeah. And, and, and I think that one's, that one's tough. You know, we lost Wyatt and um, we lost a couple other patients and along the way, obviously, and um, I feel like we're doing this in Wyatt's honor. We're doing right by him. And, and also, that was a little boy who had a dream to become, to sign with an NBA team. And, and, and in some small way, we were able to do that. We signed him with a con- for a contract, and he became an NBA player um, for for a season. And um, so I know that's People not... People can often see him in commercials. Right. Or yeah. He's face. part of the... Mm-hmm. He's part of the the journey of this team and the manifestation of just the love and the way that people in Utah really reach out to each other and support one another. And, and, you know, for every Wyatt, there's thousands of people that are supporting through their donations and, and we're so grateful. And I know the family is so grateful that they, they've had that support through the team and the, and jazz nation. I remember he was visiting our radio studios and TV studios and, uh, you know, he was bald from Mm -hmm. his treatments and I was wearing a wig from chemo Mm -hmm. and boy, did I surprise the heck out of him (laughs) when I said, Hey, when I took my wig right off and said, we're the same. He's like, what? You know? And, um, just, yeah, it was just beautiful guy. We've mentioned the, um, beautiful love, of your life, 
Josie, as we've talked about cancer and your philanthropy, and she's the driving force that motivated you to start these golf tournaments. And for those who are just listening, go to fiveforthefight.org, look for golf, click on that. You're going to see the tourney, the Golf Classic, July 10th. And if you can't golf that day, you just click donate Mm -hmm. and give that way, which is the way I gave because I'll be there. I'll be there, but I won't. I don't know how to golf, so I'm a softball player. I, so, I, don't, I don't know how to golf so either. Can you yeah, share so, with us? Um, yeah. as, and I know it's tender, and, and Lori shared that it, her mother also struggled with cancer. It's tender to talk about. But how your journey inspired you to be a part of raising money for cancer research. If I can take a minute and go yes, back to 2018, mm-hmm. I, mean, I mean 2008, uh, Josie was diagnosed with terminal breast cancer, and we were on a trip to Colorado. And the doctor down there told us of Huntsman Cancer Institute. I immediately called my company and said, we're going to Salt Lake, and I don't know whether I'll ever come back or not, depending upon what happens. We met with uh, Dr. Sondra Bies, who spent two and a half hours with Josie, Mm. and said, Josie, we can't cure your cancer, but we'll do everything we can to manage it and to... uh, Work on your quality of life, you know, and uh, we'll be here together. And uh, it, but uh, prognosis was two years. We ended up having six years together. Look at that! I was with her twenty four seven for those six years, and we, Doctor Baez, would say occasionally, "You need to travel. You need to get away." So we'd go, you know, to Portugal or Costa Rica and spend a month, and then come back for additional treatments. After her passing, I went up to receive uh, uh, or tell uh, uh, a motto to engrave on a paver at the Huntsman, and I met I met Lori, and uh, shortly after that, I decided that with the great treatment we'd received at Huntsman, I needed to do something to give back. So I met with some friends down in Spanish Fork, and we decided to have a golf tournament. Our goal was to raise $5,000. As it evolved, uh, we raised $100,000 that first year. And Lori really believed in us and what we were doing. And it worked well until COVID shut us down. But one thing we do know, all of us know that cancer didn't shut down. No, it didn't. You know, and, you know, we... we prayed every day that we would have the opportunity to, to once again, you know, bring back the event to raise, you know, record dollars for the event. And Lori, Lori called me one day last year and said, how's the golf tournament going? I said, I'm waiting for someone. I've been praying every day for someone to, to call me. And she, she said, we have latent construction that wants to join us as our, presenting sponsor let's do it and i said we're in isn't that beautiful so grateful to them i love how it came full circle that way and we talk about lives intertwining a guy and i met walking on a trail in spanish fork and he noticed either that i didn't have hair or whatever but he reached out and uh, i was able to share that yes i was being treated uh, for breast cancer at huntsman as well and um that 
began a friendship uh, that lasted through the pandemic and yes. through our treatments. And it brings us to where we are right now. And one of the things I am very lucky to be doing is volunteering at Huntsman Cancer as what's called a patient cancer advocate or research advocate. And so we meet uh, monthly with mm-hmm. researchers right? So people envision Huntsman Cancer Hospital. There's a hospital side and that's where I go for my surgeries and my treatments. Mm -hmm. And then there's the institute just to the right. There are floors of laboratories and grad students of all these levels approaching the uh, targeting cancer, that fight in all different ways from stopping it to spread, to finding it before it's in the bone, to identifying who's at risk. It's all just imagine those little squares and there are bridges between the two. So the care that you receive on this side is influenced by the research on the right and shared around the world. But in our team, there are grad students that are often presenting these extraordinarily innovative ideas. In our last um, presentation, though, they talked about how there were minority populations in our country that were at much higher risk of cancer diagnosis, much uh, at an advanced stage, um, much greater risk for not getting the treatment they mm-hmm. need. And it was a big need that was identified. I understand that five for the fight, and in particular the golf tourney, that those donations are going to help fund yes. future researchers. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about that you too, are Lori. So right. Thank you for bringing that up. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I similarly heard those statistics and learned about that, it was in our founder, um, our co-founder Mike Mon. We just were our jaws were on the floor, you know, to to know that there were people that have a higher risk of cancer, and especially, for example. Um, black women have a, a two times more likely to die of breast cancer and, and black men 47% higher to die of colon cancer. And it's just unacceptable. Um, and what happens is we all do our part. So there's lots of different organizations out there. And we decided at that moment we needed to do our small part to inc- excuse me, increase diversity in science. And so increase diversity specifically in cancer research. And so the best way we have a longstanding history of funding cancer research fellows who are young you know, starting out their labs, but pretty established, you know. Um, We have a 30 of them around the world, so we have a history of supporting that. But we wanted to go a little bit farther upstream and find out how we could improve the numbers of young scientists coming into the field. And so we partnered with Howard University and started this Fight for the Fight Cancer Research Internship. We know we're going to learn a ton this year, but they're here. We have 10 students. I know it's so exciting. They're incredible humans. They're here. The University of Utah President Randall and Dr. Beckerly have been incredible partners in this. Heather Callert came in and seeded it with a million-dollar donation. So grateful. My goodness. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear-gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. 
Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. So we are so honored to start this program, and we the goal is to have it go in perpetuity and to really learn and nail it and scale it, which is a Qualtrics thing, a Ryan Smith thing, nail it and a scale tinkering it. Thing. To- a tinkering <laughs> thing. A tinkering thing. So we have 10 students this year, but with the Fight for the Fight Golf Classic, our goal is to raise 300000 which would end up bringing 16 students in. Um, for you know, for the summer, they come for ten weeks, and so actually, I would love to invite you on August third. We're going to have um, their symposium. So I know you just went to one similarly, but we'd love to have you hear from them. And oh, so I'd they're they're having an incredible summer. And um, you know, we were talking to one of our cancer research fellows, Dr. Cheshire, and you might have heard of him. He's an he's a pediatric oncologist and neurosurgeon, and he's incredible. Came from Stanford, and he said, you know, Lori. Um, you know, you go to where you're wanted. And Utah is a state where we really want people to come here and to come to the University of Utah and come to our universities and grow our cancer programs and all of our other science programs. And I think that's what we're really trying to do is is bring in students who are training. They're getting great experience under world-class cancer. We have a world-class cancer research center. I don't know if people realize that. Like one of the top in yes. the entire world. Yes. Like, and I shared at the grand opening of yes. the New Wing Women's yes. Center that my mother, when she was terminal, was fighting with insurance down in Arizona, yes. just let me get there. Right. And because because you think now of Guy's uh, beautiful wife, Josie, she had six years. Right. With, right. The, with the right care, mm-hmm. she had more time. Yes, with that's the, what we want. With the people that we love. Mm-hmm. And uh, we also want to just stop that stupid cancer from ever developing. And I believe that we are going to get there. We're going to fulfill that dream at some point because of all the angles that we're yes. approaching it from Guy. Um, now, what did you say Qualtrics likes to drill it? Nail it. And, <laughs> nail it and scale it. Nail it and scale it. I want you to nail and scale this golf tourney because there are some extraordinary uh, parts of it. So it starts early in the morning at, is it Riverside Country Club? At Riverside Country Club. In Provo. Uh, registration mm-hmm. and breakfast starts at 6.30. Tony Finau will be there at 7.30 to conduct a clinic. Uh, for those, as he's preparing for the British Open the following oh week. Goodness. So he took time out of his busy schedule because he believed in what we we're doing as well. And so I'm excited. I've never yes. met him. I'll get to shake his hand. And, and he'll, he'll get to see how good of a golfer you are. And Yeah, <laughs> no, not me. I won't be golfing that day. But I'll get an autographed cap from him as sure, well. You sure. know, so I'm excited about that. And then... When I first started the event way back in 2016, I, 16, we wanted to do things that were different. And so I was watching the Masters, and they have the opening ceremonies like, you know, the the Big Four. And I said, we can have a Big Four, only our Big Four would be better than their Big Four. <laughs> and so Tony and, and uh, Darren Williams from the Jazz, along with the former Governor Herbert, who has done a great uh, the service to uh, it, you know, the, with the Huntsman and with fundraising and so forth over his years. He came to our event every year. He's coming along with the, one of the the senior names in golf in the state of Utah is uh, Bruce Summerhays, and they will hit the opening ceremonial tee shots, and then we'll have thirty one teams competing for the uh, uh, five for the fight golf classic championship. Uh, that day, they'll have an opportunity to win maybe as much as three hundred thousand dollars 
and hole-in-one contests, including automobiles, uh, golf simulators, wake boats, and other things. And then... If they get a hole-in-one. If they yes. get a hole-in-one. Right. That's the caveat. It happens. It does. It, does. Yeah. it, it does. happened at our, a tournament that I ran a while ago with Ryan Smith, actually. Oh, but, look but at that. But there was not a car on the hole. Oh, shoot. Right. <laughs> ah. So there's that. I Also, Darren Williams is going to be there. So yeah. we have a, Do you know that he's my favorite? Is he? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm, I used to be a point guard, and so I oh. love... Way back. I Can we go that. way back in time? So I love to watch his style so of cool. play. Yes. And so that's good, that's where I've been guy. impressed by. But again, yeah. I won't be swinging a club. Yes. Yes. And then on the, you know, after the event that day, uh, the golfers have special drawings themselves where they can win thousands of dollars in prizes as well. And so, and and this is all from donated gifts from corporations and individuals here in the state of Utah. The one thing I found out about living here in Utah is that <laughs> it's such a giving mm-hmm. community. Can I, can I out your age, Guy? Yes. All right. So how old are you this year? I'm 84. He's 84. So when we began this interview, I said, we were talking about look where you are at, the, at 84 right. and look what you're doing for the world when it comes to cancer research. So at any age, yes. we can have this impact yes. like you're having now yeah. at the young age of 84. Yes. And, uh, you know, going back to $5 donations, yeah. uh, Karen Huntsman at a gala one time said, I got invited by, by Lori and I brought my committee members with me and in her comments that day, she said, it doesn't matter who you are or where you come from, you can make an impact. And I pledged to Dr. Beckerley, who spent 30 minutes with me one day learning about Josie after she had passed away. Uh, I just knew that I could raise a million dollars. But now it's let's go for 10. Uh, <laughs> right? He's got the... The 10x uh, scale and scale it vibes now. Exactly. (laughs) Well, I, you know, I'm still a a patient at Huntsman Cancer, and um, I'll have conversations where they say we need hiring. We're we're trying to find people who are uh, devoted to the fight against cancer. We have to inspire uh, people right now in high school to be thinking about that. We need to inspire people in college to think about that because before they get on that grad school path, Mm -hmm. it's that idea of, you know, I can turn the key. I might find one of the keys to turn that, that I am here today because of research that began 20 Five thirty years ago, a good friend of mine is here today because of that research. And had she was had been diagnosed fifteen years before, her prognosis would have been different. So right. there are things we're unlocking along the way. Exactly. So, exactly. Yeah. You know, Josie gave me the key to the future. Mm. You know, and her passing, and you know, the one thing that I I think is so very important is that future. Uh, cancer patients and their loved ones that they will not have to uh, to feel what we felt over the years. And uh, Josie left me a little poem that she didn't present to me, but she hid it away, and I saw it after she passed away, and that really helped inspire me. And uh, it was amazing. Will we get to see mm-hmm. that poem at the tourney? 
I can. Okay. Yes, I can. Right. I'm, I'm making a little know, official very, request. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but the love that you carry for her is being passed on. And and that's what's so beautiful about this golf tourney. And if you go, as I've talked about, for those who just joined us, maybe you've just tuned in and we have just a few minutes together. We have Lori Morenzi Kuhn. She's the ex- executive director for Five for the Fight with Qualtrics and Qualtrics Social Impact, the head of social impact, as well as Guy Roche, the chairman of the golf club. Classic, this golf tournament coming up July 10th, that if you're, if you can't join us at Riverside Country Club and on a team, please donate. And as Lori said, you can donate with as small as $5. Yes. The invitation is mm-hmm. five by five by five. We have millions of people yes. who live in Utah by five by five, mm-hmm. right? Yes. It's quite extraordinary. And if, if not this year, you know, maybe, maybe let us know that you're interested and we would love to have you come next year. Um, we're just getting the word out. This tournament is our first year for the Fight for the Fight Golf Classic. Obviously, Guy has been doing it for a while, so this is our partnership. But we would love to grow it. You know, we could do other courses. And so we're open, and we'd love to hear from people who, who want to be a part of it, even if it's if they're not golfing this year, but they could join us for next year. Where else are we seeing uh, Five for the Fight in public? So we're seeing it at the Utah Jazz Games yes. with with uh, ambassadors that are kind of highlighted. Is yes, that- there will, there's also... Um, so there are ambassadors we've had on our commercials. We've had the players obviously speak about who their five is for, and that's kind of what our that's what our campaign is. Is you know who is your five for? So my five is for my mom. My five is for Rebecca. My five is for Josie. And so people dedicate it. They write a name of the person that they're honoring, and they um, write it on their hand and take a photo and share it out. So you'll see that, and then you'll also see companies. Layton Construction is a good example that um, invite their employees to give $5 per pay period, and Qualtrics employees do that too, and that really adds up. That's sort of our base support. And other companies, JNS Mechanical, um, Steel, um, Wright Engineers, tons of different companies. And actually, Layton is really um, – not ironically, laid the groundwork for so many companies. Hey, um, hey, yeah. Um, pave the way. Pave the way. All these companies. Um, so sometimes you'll see it on trucks or they're building. And so they've really been um, incredible advocates. And and the partners of this event, there's, you know, Qualtrics and Utah Jazz and Doug Smith. I mean, I don't know if we go through all of them, but Coldwell Banker, BYU, um, Ron and Jody Smart. There's tons of companies and then also partner companies that have donated food like J-Dogs and Ruby River and Pepsi. And um, so we just, this is really, uh, you'll, you'll, there, I guess, Five for the Fight, I, I would say, is, is like a white label that anyone could take on. So I invite anyone listening, if you have an idea, like, hey, I want to do a pickleball event or I want to do um, a walk or something, we would love to have you do your own Five for the Fight event. And we actually do a 5K in May, it's the fifth month. And so people, companies can, um, join virtually and, and that kind Where's of thing. Where's that at? So it's all around the world. Um, oh. It's it's a virtual event. So people gather in different areas, but we just basically give people a fundraising website and then they invite people to donate to their to their run and then they just run a 5K. You I mean, get more info very... at 5forthefight.org yes, on that? Yes, 5forthefight.org. Yeah, I might yeah. say also on June the 5th, this past June oh, yes, 5th, yes. we had a week, five days of uh, concretes for a cause. Culver's, and, right? Culver's, Culver's restaurants, and they raised fifteen thousand dollars in five days. Well, because I love your initiative 
I went to Culver's twice that week and I was on a diet. Oh my god! So gosh. then I bring it back and I go, hey, you guys got to eat this. Cause, <laughs> Thank uh, you, it, No, no. It's, yes. it, it does. Uh, I, I know people are sensitive to the phrase, it takes a village. But I know what it must feel like for you guys to go and pick up the phone as a volunteer mm-hmm. and reach out to companies and yeah. large and small and say this is something we can do together and see the response that you get because that's how we lift right. and solve problems is corporations and businesses and volunteers and a community who cares. Yes, so, so much so. Yeah, a lot of phone calls. Yeah. That. I yes. would want to see your phone call. A lot of- <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we just have one minute left. Oh, wow. uh, yeah, it's the time goes by so quickly. So for those who want more information about being a part of Five for the Fight, mm-hmm. um, should they just go online or what's your yeah, recommendation? Five for the Fight, the number org is our website. There's a little, if you scroll down, there's like individuals, companies, teams, you can just click on a link and um, use a Qualtrics survey to submit, uh, you know, what you're interested in doing. And that just comes right to me. And then I follow up, um, probably get get a chat together and we'll we'll, we'll strategize as an organization. Um, and then if people want to donate to the Golf Classic, like you mentioned, just go to fiveforthefight.org and then click on golf and there's a donation link. Um, we are taking donations in honor or memory of people. Um, I know um, those are rolling in just now. So we, although the golf tournament is filled, we'd love to to hear who your five is for, um, or any amount that you'd like to give. So that would be an incredible way to support this effort. Yeah, multiple fives. Multiple fives. That's, right. That's yes. a great invitation, yes. right? Exactly. Thank you, Lori, Thank you, for joining us, and Guy Roche. I, I'm hoping that you'll pick up a few pointers from Tony Fennell. Yes, uh, on, so. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you for your life's work in saving. It is my lives. pleasure. It is my pleasure and honor to 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 know you and to to, to be with Lori as well in in you know producing this event. Well, we appreciate you. It is five for the fight.org. Click on golf, the golf classic organized by our hero, Guy Roche. Thank you for joining us on this week's edition of Utah Weekly Forum. Utah Weekly Forum is produced by KSFI FM 100.3 in Salt Lake City, a Bonneville International Station. Subscribe to the Utah Weekly Forum podcast online and email us at Rebecca at FM100.com. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear-gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.